0: Hi, this is Barry Lewis, and welcome to our weekly OK Preps Extra podcast. Usually, Patrick Prince is joining me, but this week we have a special guest. It's Mick Wilson, Tulsa Public Schools Athletic Director.
1: And Mick, welcome. Well, thank you for having me, Barry. Looking forward to uh, visiting with you about uh, where we're at and how we're trying to uh, relax a little bit and enjoy some summertime. Unfortunately, uh, sometimes summer is when we stay the busiest.
0: I was going to ask you about that, but... course, first of all, uh, it was a very busy time last summer as we're about to reach the one-year anniversary since you became athletic director after being the assistant athletic director for nine years before that when you succeeded Gil Cloud around this time last year. Has the year gone by fast?
1: It really has. You know, we uh, we really haven't had time to to stop and, and, and breathe a little bit. You know, Gil warned me, said, you know, you're going to move down a chair you're going to change offices or whatever but uh, get ready it's going to be it's going to be crazy and uh, it's been a lot of fun Barry it's uh, been better than I expected in a lot of ways and I think Gil did a great job of preparing me you know all all the years of experience you have in this business uh, nothing ever really gets you ready for uh, some of these things you just have to rely on your experience and your wisdom and your knowledge and try to uh try to do, do it a little bit better than the, than the previous person and, and try not to make some of the mistakes maybe they made or try to to try to, uh, improve some of the mistakes you've, you've made along the way. So uh, there's a lot of learning curve, but it's been great. And uh, our, our administration have been so supportive and so helpful. And, uh, you know, our athletic directors out in the buildings and our principals have been so easy to work with. So they've made my job really easy. I just try to uh, continue not to mess things up. You know, we've, we've got a pretty good thing. And uh, a lot of people along the way have been very helpful. So uh, we're going to continue to move forward and, and try to make some changes here and there. But uh, I've had a lot of good people around me, and and as Bill Parcells always says, you know, uh, it's not one, it's not the success of one person. It's surrounding yourself with many. So uh, it's it's been good, Barry. Um,
0: some people come up to me, and just because there aren't any official high school games going on at this time of the year, they'll say, "Oh, this." What do you, how do you feel the summer? Summer must be a really slow time for you. And, I'm, and I tell them, well, it's anything but these days. It used to be that way when I first started in the business 30 years ago,
1: 30, 40 years ago, but not anymore. Uh, how busy is the summer for you? Well, you know, right now we're spending so much time with uh, some of the bond projects we've got going on. Uh, you know, we spend time uh, getting ready for football season and all our fall sports, because really uh, with OSSA uh, fall practice date, July 15. You know, we're uh, doing a lot of housekeeping duties, trying to get coaches hired, trying to make sure that uh, the the parental consent forms and everything for rank one is all done and physicals are on file. So there's not a lot of downtime, especially uh, you take hats off to our athletic directors who are trying to get a little... A little time off because most of those guys are all certified teachers, so they're trying to uh, at least take some of their uh, contracted time off. So uh, we try to fill in the gap where we can and help help in those areas. But uh, you know we've got several bond things happening right now, Barry, as uh, we've talked about before. Uh, first and foremost, our East Central High School gymnasium will be uh, hopefully ready on September 1st. Um, you know, give or take a few week or two, we we may be ready, and it's uh, it's looking like a first class facility. And then, of course, uh, we've got uh, turf replacement at Hale High School going on right now in, the, uh, in the pra- on the practice field. Uh, we'll start that as well at Rogers High School with uh, new turf going down there, as well as Barry. The exciting time that we're going to put in the visiting side bleachers. And uh, also outside we'll have restrooms, concession stand. And then we'll also begin shortly thereafter for the practice gym attached to the, uh, to the, to the rack. So uh, that those are exciting things, and then even a little further down the road, uh, with improvements at Hale High School, with an indoor soccer practice facility, as well as an addition there to the gym with locker rooms and additional athletic space. So uh, a lot, a lot of that's going on. Been in meetings planning those things, and uh, also Barry, I don't know if you know, but our tennis courts are going to be ready soon at Booker T. Washington. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, we'll continue to push that along with uh, also our renovation of the baseball field there. So. Uh, We've got some things going on that's uh, kept us busy. So uh, good stuff, real good stuff. It sounds like it. Um,
0: Mick, uh, there have been some multiple high-profile transfers in high school football recently. And uh, how much – I know the last two years, Booker T. Washington, as tradition-rich of a program as there is, Um, they've lost their leading rusher from the previous season to 6A1 teams. Uh, each of the past two seasons, how much are these high-profile transfers? How much of it is a concern for TPS? And if is there anything you can do about it? Well, what, think, what's your point of view?
1: Well, I think Barry, the, 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 you know, we we tend to lose sight that we're here for education first. And uh, you know, I don't know whether you, if you cast blame in any particular direction, whether it's uh, members of the athletic uh, department team, coaches. Uh, we have to remember that we're here for education first, and sometimes I think we lose sight of that. Uh, we make a move, or people make moves based on what they think is athletically best for them, uh, not some, maybe sometimes considering that we're here for for academics. And you talk about the tradition that Booker T. Washington has in athletics, and it is strong, and it is, it is uh, unparalleled. But uh, academically, they're a, they're a strong school as well. And we'd like to think that all our schools are that way, that we're trying to provide a, a quality education. So, you know, uh, kids are going to come, and kids are going to go. But, you know, parents and families have to do what they think is best for their child. Uh, at the end of the day, there, there are certain criteria they're going to have to meet whether they move. Or whether they apply for a hardship, the SSA uh, grants those based on uh, you know what what circumstance the student has been placed in. So uh, you know I don't think you can try to cast blame, or you can try to uh, uh, you know say that there's uh, something underhanded going on, even though we know that uh, some of that stuff does go on. But what I will say is, at the end of the day, a parent has to move a child, a guardian, a particular person that is in in in. Uh, that the guardian of that particular child has to help make that move as well. So uh, there's many moving parts to this, Barry, but I will say that uh, you've got to do what's best for you and your family and, and try to provide a, the best education you can for your child. Because at the end of the day, the sports are going to be gone someday, and you're going to have to have something that you can hang your hat on and make a living. As far as TPS football,
0: since football season's going to be here before we know it, um, there have been some TPS programs that, seem to be on the rise they um as far as the wins losses they're going in the right direction but then there's some programs that a few wins that have only had a few wins over the last few years and there's and some of them have small participation numbers and of course you haven't had you didn't have football or you guess you still don't have football at Webster um, is is there a possibility about combining football programs at some time?
1: Barry, we've we've talked about all kinds of things. This conversation started with Gil and I many years ago. We, you know, the trend in uh, in an urban setting, as you know, Barry, this isn't is a problem that's just isolated to Tulsa. This is going on in Oklahoma City. It's going on in Memphis. It's going on in Little Rock. It's going on, you know, a lot of regional places similar to us, Denver. Uh, inner city football is, is really tough right now. And so I think it's going to take Think, you know, it's really going to take some thinking outside the box, so to speak, uh, whether it's uh, people have their own leagues, whether it's city leagues, whether you uh, petition, you know, we've got a formula in the OSSA now where teams have to, to go up based on their success formula. Well, you know, there, there are some states that have talked about, you know, I've actually kicked around the idea there maybe should be a formula for petitioning down. If you've not won, you know, you've had a one or two win season for three or four straight years, maybe you should be able to petition down a class. I've also talked about, Barry, rather than basing football numbers uh, on ADM, maybe football numbers realistically ought to be uh, based on a certified roster that you submit. And maybe that's where you should be classified by roster size, because uh, you know if, if you truly go by that and you file an affidavit or you file some kind of form that says that this is our this is our uh, ADM or our roster size, then you you could maybe get a little more uh, equitable situation. But right now, I think there you know you need to really look at everything on the table because. Uh, you're right there's some schools that aren't experienced very much success at all and then we have the ones that are, are still trying to hang in there and be successful and so uh, I think there's some things across the board that need to be looked at this is a, not just a problem with Tulsa Public Schools this is a problem that the OSSA has in trying to uh, put uh, put everything on the table and get better but for someone to stand there and say hey you know what get better like, you know get better is not a solution. It's really not. I mean, you know, you got to have, you got to have players, you got to have numbers, uh, health and safety of our kids when you're trying to play, uh, teams that are able to put uh two platoon and play kids one way, and you're trying to play your best players two ways. that, That can be tough when, uh, you know, you're putting the team out on the field that's, uh, Maybe competing competing against a 6A school, but they really don't have a 6A roster, so to speak, Barry. So I think I think there needs to be some some conversations had in the future that aren't going to be easy and probably not going to be comfortable, but they need to be uh, uh, done for the for, for the sake of kids, no doubt. Now, uh, continuing
0: on about football, um, Mick. Um, now you've had the two really nice new facilities open recently at Rogers and Central, and do you feel how do you feel going into the season, um, how it's going to go overall for the TPS teams? Uh, now you return, I guess um, you have seven of the eight schools have the same coaches last year, is that correct?
1: That's correct, yes.
0: So that, so that consistency, how important is that consistency for you? And I know you're also with, with the one new head coach you've hired, and you can talk to us about him, uh, at Rogers. Um, how excited are you about that hiring?
1: Well, I think Levy's going uh, to Levy bring, yes. yes, bring some great experience. He's uh, going to Levy Adcock. Yes, he's going to bring some great experience. He's been around some really good coaches. Whether it's been Coach Blankenship at Owasso, uh, his playing time in Oklahoma State, his playing time in the NFL, he's been around uh, a lot of really good people. I know he's, he's excited about the opportunity. He's excited about uh, some of the kids at Rogers, and I think he's excited about the, being in the building and being around a lot of good people at Rogers. Uh, uh, they've got a really good thing going there, and he's going to really add, add to that culture and that climate to be able to improve uh, the situation there. So I think that uh, they're uh, low-hanging fruit, so to speak. I think they're going to be able to, to have some success, and I think Levy's going to work hard at it. I know he's he's been there every almost nearly every day since they've hired him. I mean, the guy is just uh, – He's a workhorse, and so uh, we're excited about that opportunity. As for the consistency and and everything we have with the other schools, Barry, I think that uh, our coaches, uh, you know, it's a labor of love. It's tough, but uh, you you take a guy like Kip Shaw, you know, those guys really put the hours in, but at the end of the day, uh, sometimes it's not all about the wins and losses. It's about building relationships with our kids, and I will will tell you that our kids uh, look up to our football coaches. Uh, Those coaches have a lot. Uh, invested with those kids. They really speak into those kids' lives, and they're there for them at the end of the day. And uh, yeah, winning's nice, don't get me wrong, and we love to be successful because we've had our success in other sports and continue to do that, but uh, uh, we're hoping that our football gets a little stronger, but along the way, we also hope these kids uh, pick up something that's going to help them be successful in life.
0: um Shifting gears just a little bit, I uh, remember when you took the or um, when you were promoted to athletic director last summer, uh, I remember you mentioned that you, since the start of COVID in 2020, that you were walking seven miles a day. Yes. <laughs> are you still doing that? And how do you balance work and exercise?
1: Well, Barry, I'll tell you, I'm actually up to probably about eight miles a day. And for the total day, I've been going twice and I get up to eight or 10 because I could usually go a little bit in the evening and take the dog for a walk as well. But no, I still get up every morning, Barry, at, at uh, 4 a.m. And it's funny you bring that up because, you know, we were at the uh, OIAA and the Oklahoma Athletic Directors Conference the last couple of days. And Rusty Zumwalt from BSN said, uh, he'd say, he said, give me a screenshot. He'd, he'd asked for a screenshot of all the miles that I'd walked. And he was sharing that with people because I've not missed a day, Barry, since uh, March 23rd of 2020, rain, shine, snow, sleet, I've walked in all of it, and uh, I think most of the police officers in South Tulsa and Broken Arrow all know me, they just drive by at 4.30 or 4.45 in the morning and give me a wave or check on me, but uh, no, I'm still going, and I think the only way you balance it, Barry, is I just, I make it a priority of mine that I have to do it when I'm not in work hours, so I spend my time from four to six every morning getting up and uh, getting my walk and my slow jog in when my left knee will let me. And then I get ready for work, and I'm in the office by 7.30 7 thirty every day. So it's uh, it's great, you know. I, I I love balancing it. It makes me feel better, and I uh, you know I just enjoy being able to be here early and be able to help the folks when they need me.
0: Uh, you mentioned about the the meetings that you attended the last two days. Did anything? interesting come out of them that you could share
1: well I just think that the OSSA is you know it, it really is funny I used to not always believe uh early in my career that everything trickled down from certain levels but I think now the NIL I think the transfer portal I think you're seeing some 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 of that you know I, I think maybe some of that is actually true and it's coming coming to fruition I think the uh, OSSA is trying to get out in front of some of this and uh, not to speak for David Jackson, but, uh, you know, sitting through the meetings and listening to some of the things that are being said, I think that uh, you're going to see some of those things start to happen. And, and by be, getting out in front of that, you know, the new open transfer law that's now uh, was, went into legislation and went into law, that these uh, these students are able to move and have a little more uh, freedom on choices and be able to go back to their home school. I think that they're going to try to fit. Uh, hardship to, to kind of cater to a little bit to that because you're going to see more of that so I think there's going to be some things that address the the movement of these student-athletes Barry especially when in regards to going back to their home to their home district.
0: What's the um <clears throat> you know speaking about um the COVID time uh, we talked about that's when you start your walking every day um last year we're st- we're starting to come out of COVID somewhat uh that uh um, it was more like a normal year than the previous year, that's for sure. Um, was there anything good now that things are getting more towards normal, normality? Was there anything good that you can continue that you start doing during the COVID time that uh, can
1: continue on and
0: anything good that come at, out of that time as far as doing things a different way?
1: Well, I think just overall communication, I think has been better. I think you know, when you're not seeing people face to face and you're not, uh, you know, maybe you're not having the, 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 the close interaction that it forces you to communicate better via Zoom, better via email. I think I think you're a little more detail oriented. I think I think you've seen that uh, not only and in some cases, maybe people communicate worse. But I would say in, in our department and what, what we've been able to do with our with our coaches, is it's forced us to really pin people down and, and listen and communicate well, because you got to make sure the message is going to get across, Barry, because you're not going to see that person uh, you know, face to face. So you really have to follow up, cross your eyes, Dr. T's, and make sure that everyone understands the communication is clear, uh, because it's easy to, for people to say, well, it got lost in translation. So you want to make sure that that uh, our communications better. I tell you what, our athletic directors Barry have done an amazing job out in the out in the buildings, of being able to, to move forward and to show progress during during COVID. Because, you know, as as so many people, you've learned, it's real easy to shut down during a, a pandemic and maybe not give your best effort. But we really across the district, I feel like we've uh, we have improved. Uh, whether it's uh, just our day-to-day effort of of dealing with kids or, um, you know, just our, our interaction on, on what's going on in, in all, out in our buildings. Because to be honest with you, Barry, when you got nine high schools and you got 10 junior highs, uh, we're usually getting hit from every direction. So it's important for them for them to keep us up to date on what's going on so that we can go out and support them or actually help them go out and solve a problem. And uh, so I will say that, you know, kudos to those guys for all that they've done to, to help us along the way this year.
0: What's the number one thing that you learned from your predecessor, Gil Cloud?
1: I think that you know Gil was the master, and I think he would tell you, Gil. Sometimes would always say there's there's a there's a certain pace to a particular problem. Some people would call it slow play. Some people would say get out in front of something. Uh, just the pace of being able to deal with a problem based on uh, based on the situation. Some problems need to be solved immediately, and some you need to kind of uh, slow play them out and see. You know. Uh, gather more feedback, uh, get experience around that problem. So uh, if Gil's listening, I would tell you that, that he's the master of that. Gil always seemed to have a good pace for solving a problem or dealing with one immediately or saying, you know what, maybe let's not deal with it today. Let's sleep on it in a few days and see what happens. So uh, probably that, Barry. It was just he has a unique ability to, to make things work in, in, in the in the right timing. Um,
0: before we let you go, I just want to remind everybody, um, about a few things coming up and some of the well they all will involve um TPS student-athletes uh from July 2nd through 10 we are going to be honoring um the best at performers in uh, our in the spring sports so look for that to be published July 2nd through 10 and then we've got the all world awards on August 2nd Tuesday night August 2nd 6 30 p.m at the Renaissance Hotel again the their, Tulsa Public Schools will be well represented. And um, we also have our Tulsa World Fall Sports Photo Media Day on August 17th, Wednesday at Memorial, at Memorial Veterans Arena. So got a lot of things coming, uh, coming up. Uh, they'll be here before we know it. And before we let you go, Mick, um, is there anything else that you'd
1: like to add um, that we should know about that we haven't covered? No, Barry. Just want to just want to tell you we we appreciate the coverage you provide. I Appreciate you on many on uh, many avenues. Thank you for serving on the Hall of Fame committee. You know we just finished the banquet and uh, the induction ceremony. And uh, Barry, it was another stellar class. Looking forward to our next Hall of Fame meeting here within the next month or so, so we can start on next year's class. And uh, so I always appreciate your help with that. And uh, also uh, we enjoy hosting the uh fall sports day at memorial it's always great to showcase uh veterans arena and get people on the campus at memorial high school that's that's been great and and just appreciate all that uh all that the tulsa world does to support us not only that but also all your endeavors uh even going back with with you and mike and now bill covering the tournament champions we're looking forward to that uh very to be honest with you the be okay center uh, didn't let me get out the door, the SMG group, before they said, hey, we want to make sure you're coming back next year. I, I will say last year, Barry, that I think it was probably one of the best tournament champions we've ever held. It was just maybe maybe we've had better teams, maybe we've had better games, but I think just the atmosphere, the aura of being in the BOK Center and, and Winterfest going on outside and just so many things going on, the excitement of being around the Christmas season, it, it was just a great uh, environment. And then, of course, uh, it helped with a small school, getting in the championship with the Lincoln Christian girls uh, rolling in there. So I think it was just, it seemed like the stars aligned. It was just a lot of fun. And I think it provided for uh, uh, not only the basketball fans, for for sporting fans just to come out and, and be in that environment. And we appreciate all that you guys have done to help lift that up as well. So uh, just looking forward to another great year, and that'll be part of it, Barry. So uh, you're always welcome. I reminded Lisa today to make sure she's got my tickets reserved so I can get out to to your awards uh, ceremony. So we'll be a part of that. But uh, anything you need from us, Barry, anytime, we're always here. So just let me know. All right. We appreciate all your help and efforts. And thank you for uh,
0: joining us on our podcast today. We appreciate your time and look forward to having you join us in the future. Thank you, Barry. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Mick. And thank you for joining us.